Hey guys, it's Preston here. Before we get started with today's episode, I need to ask you for help. Every week, Clay and I show up ready to give our most authentic, genuine advice for freelancers trying to scale their business. But without a freelancer on the other end of the call, it's really just not as fun. So if you've been listening for a while, or even if you're brand new here and you still haven't joined us for a call, do me a favor and click the link in the show notes of this episode or just visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There you can sign up for a time to chat with me and Clay. You'll find a short survey so we can learn more about your business. And we promise we'll do our best to help you take your freelance business to the next level. It's all free. There's no catch. We just love to air these conversations on the podcast. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to have everything figured out. But in order to make this show every week for you and thousands of other listeners, we need your help. So visit freelance2founder.com today and sign up. We can't wait to chat with you. And now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, how can you surprise and delight your clients so that they stick with you longer, refer their friends, and pay you what you're worth? We'll break down some of our best advice, including the ideas that have led to huge returns for us personally after this quick commercial break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. 
all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance 2 Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co. And joining me today is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, lots going on. We've been uh, we've been chatting off the air here for like a good half hour, just <laughs> catching up. Uh, it's just nice yep. to chat with you. Rounding out the rounding out the summer here uh, at my place. I've got three kids, all three of them now full time in school. So, kind of just sitting here with the silence, uh, trying to get used oh, to the summer being the over. Day of, that's uh, the day <laughs> of silence. That's what I. I'm looking forward to. Don't get me wrong. I love my I love my yeah, kid. Yeah. But you know, brand new, brand new baby. Eight well, she's about to turn eight months. So Oh wow. But it's all the growing pains, you know what I mean? Yep, for sure. And I I really thought I'd enjoy the silence a little bit more, but I, I sort of sort of like, could someone come in and interrupt me or you know? You can go have know. another kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm good for now. <laughs> yeah. Um Today we are we're gonna do a solo episode here. We don't have a guest. I call it solo. It's both of us, but we don't have a guest with us today. We're gonna chat a little bit about how to surprise and delight your clients. And you've maybe heard this uh, this term, surprise and delight. I, I'm not even sure I know where this come from. Comes from? Do you, Clay? I mean, I've heard it over and over again in terms of like marketing and um, business. Do you know where that was actually coined by chance? Mm, the literally the word surprise and delight. Yeah, is it? Is I, it like did it come from a book or something? You know, I uh, I may have heard it the first time when you just spoke the words. <laughs> 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 I mean, I I know what, what you're talking about, but it's, yeah. I've never I've never heard anybody like use that phrase. I guess. Okay, well, if there's if there's any listeners out under there, a marketing rock, I mean, I, don't know. I certainly didn't invent it. I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> I've heard it multiple places. It's like a very common, like, yeah, surprise and delight your clients or your customers. Uh, well, if someone out there knows where it came from, <laughs> I just did a quick Google search, couldn't find it, but but it's gotta come from somewhere because so many people use it in any regard. We're gonna talk about that today. How the power of surprising and delighting your clients in the process of working with them can lead to more business, happier clients more referrals, uh, being able to charge more. There's like all of these aspects mm. that surprising and delighting your clients can lead to. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna head to you first, Clay. Like what is what is one thing that as you're working with a client, you can do that will really set you apart, really surprise them? Uh, so I want to start off with a fundamental, which everybody should do, but not everybody does, is Quite honestly, just setting the expectations on the front end. Mm. Like you would be surprised on how many clients uh, would consider that as a quote surprise and delight uh, <laughs> kind of thing, which should, in my opinion, should be normal. Setting just setting those expectations on the front end, like whatever whatever it is that you're doing, explain that on the front end and make sure they know, like. It's. It, I don't know what it is about this, in, uh, just about the web and 
just the design industry, creative industry. It's just like people just don't do that. I don't know why. Mm. They don't. They don't lay out. They don't manage expectations. They don't lay out um, like the scope of the project. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, and, and not just the scope, but like communication mm. um, uh, expectations. Um, also, expectations of who they're going to be working with. Like, is it going to be them as the owner or mm. somebody on their team or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Just it, it's super fundamental and super simple. But I would say that there's like, there's just a ton of people. I, I just know like I got a lot of clients who basically bitched about their other professional yeah. who they left and it was because of expectations. Yeah. Because that wasn't explained. Well, and we've talked to, you know, as we've had guests on the show, a lot of the problems could have been solved if they had up front been more clear and throughout the process been more clear on just how it works, what to expect, who you'll mm-hmm. you communicate with, like you said. Yeah. All those little details, right? Which, by the way, if you want to come be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you. You can visit freelance2founder.com uh, and just uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page. There's a place there you can sign up to come chat with me and Clay about your business. We'd love to have you. So I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good one to sort of set a foundation, right? And man, there's like so many aspects of that, also of that communication piece, where not just in the beginning, but like throughout the whole process, it's like, are you checking yep. in with them regularly? Are you giving them the information they want? Are you, I don't know, just communicating in a in a professional way. That that really is a huge complaint I hear about freelancers all the time. It's like I can't stand to work with this freelancer because they won't get back to me, or because they you know they talk over my head, or because they treat me like I'm an idiot. Like there's mm-hmm. all these things that so many freelancers do so poorly. That really would be a, a, a standout thing if you were a great communicator. It really would would make a huge difference in your business. Yeah, I think to add to this, a really good way like to find out how to surprise and delight your client is to ask at the very beginning of the of your relationship with the client is to ask what are your expectations so that way you ha- already have what's in yeah. their head mm-hmm. so now you can define what they're expecting but also you can at this point decide what are you going to do in addition to that for the delight right yeah I love that. That that segues really nicely into the one that I was thinking of, which is it's it's maybe a little cliche or overused at this point, but but that's because it's very very true. And that is, you underpromise and you overdeliver all the time. Mm-hmm. And so so what does that mean? Like, well, in, in a few concrete examples, I so I work with freelancers in my business uh, quite a bit, and I love when they deliver something even a day early. Like to them, it's probably not that big of a deal. And in fact, they might have even worked a day into their schedule, right? Into the timing so that they could deliver a day early. I don't know, but I love when they deliver early as opposed to delivering a day late. And it's literally a day on either side. It shouldn't make that big of a difference to me. But in my mind, as the client, I'm like, man, they are awesome. They always deliver early, right? So so there's like one one small thing in terms of uh, under-promise, over-deliver is timeline. You set the timeline, Give yourself an extra two days to complete it and then deliver it two days early or three days early. Um, even if it's not, I, I actually think delivering it early is better than delivering it perfect. Oh, yeah. I I agree with that too. I don't think clients just in general expect something perfect. 
Yeah. Um, if they do, they're just <laughs> they probably shouldn't be a client. <laughs> well, and and getting and getting it perfect is so hard to do the first time. Like I'm not a huge proponent of like tons and tons of revisions, but there always might be one or two things that the client's like, oh, I should have mentioned that we can't use this image or we have to add this thing or whatever, right? And so it's like if they deliver two days early or a day early, then I still have a day to say, hey, sorry, I forgot to mention we need to include this in it. And they can still get it and and send it back to me, and we're still on schedule. Like I just, it makes me so happy when timeline is delivered above and beyond my expectations. It's the best. Oh yeah, even if it's like, it's so funny because you could say, "Hey, it'll be done in thirty days," and then you get it done in thirty-two days, right? Yeah, that's a disappointment. But yep. if you tell them forty-five days, but you get it done in forty. Now they're like, Best. even though even though it took longer, right? <laughs> yeah. Versus the first scenario, it's it's the expectations, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, it totally is. What are some um, other ways you can underpromise, over deliver besides timeline? Um, I would say like, so I'm gonna stick with the, another kind of simple idea, but not a lot of people do this. Um, is when it comes to milestones or like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, certain days that like celebrations. So Mm. this could be birthdays. It could be an anniversary. It could be a work, uh, like a client anniversary. Uh, Okay. So you're not talking Um, about like project milestones. You're talking about life. Life. Life life milestones. Yeah. 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 I think that right there are just missed opportunities because I don't think clients expect you to do anything on those days. Right. Mm. Maybe on a birthday, but even then, like most, most clients or m- most agencies, most freelancers, they they just don't know what the what the client's birthday is, right? Yeah. Um, I would say that I would bet I would bet money on that. Um, but even if they do, and even if they do something on the client's birthday, uh, I could throw holidays in there. Okay, it's usually just a card. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's okay. That's. Ex- I think that's like, okay, maybe they're not expecting that, but when they get the card, it's like, okay, but other people do this, right? Yeah. Like or, or, like, or like, I hate when my, um, like my, the guy who, who like financed our mortgage or mm-hmm. like our home insurance guy, like, or our dentist, they yeah. send me these, um, these birthday cards. It's like, hey, happy birthday. And it's all like typed on the back, no signature, like. It, it's happy birthday. It's time for your yearly checkup. <laughs> it's like it's like obviously they're just trying to keep themselves top of mind, which oh for sure. Which I can't blame them, but like do it in a way that actually adds value to my life. A card that you put no thought into that your secretary just sent because the computer said to send it. Mm-hmm. Like it adds no value to my life. I don't care about that. Yeah. If you're gonna do a card or or something like that, like handwrite a note, not just your signature, okay? Because again, to me, that means yep, your yep. your secretary or somebody on your team said, "Hey, sign this real quick." Um, no, so refer to something write personal. Some mm-hmm. Write something down. Yeah, I would say like something that's a, a a level above that is you can do this in addition to that. Is uh, I do this quite often. Is I send the video, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's free. It takes ten seconds. It doesn't cost you any. Any money, no, it costs you hardly any time. You don't have to put a stamp on it. Um, most people are f- either Facebook friends or Instagram friends 
or LinkedIn connection or have their text number, right? Like, so it's super easy just to pull out your phone, say, hey, uh, hey, Preston, it's your birthday. Just want to wish you a happy, happy birthday. See ya. Like, that takes no time at all. And then you just send the video. And so um, I think that that's like a very unexpected thing that mm. takes very little time. I love that idea. Okay, so let me ask a question on so on these like holidays or birthdays or whatever. Yep. Sometimes I get those messages from people a, a message like especially on LinkedIn I hate these but but I'm talking like anywhere I'll get a message from someone and they'll be like, "Hey, happy birthday." And I'm like, "Okay, what do you what do you want from me because we haven't right. spoken since my last birthday." I literally have people on LinkedIn who only message me on my birthday. Same. Right. And so like how like what's what's the balance between, you know, being the guy who clearly I'm just trying to stay top of mind. It's all just a transactional. I don't care about you versus being the guy who like I actually, you know, I, I care about our friendship and, and yep. uh I don't know. How do you how do you differentiate? I, I think I think this you have to put some effort into it, right? Like saying happy birthday on somebody's Facebook wall or LinkedIn takes no effort. Yeah, it like auto populates for you. Yeah, <laughs> you just click. Just click. Do you want right? to say happy birthday or hope you have a great one? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. Oh uh, yeah. Um, what I think is even better, and this kind of this is a good segue into the, my next idea, is um, is gifting. Hmm. So so sending your client a gift. Yeah. On their birthday. Now this can be. Really, if you're sending a gift, period, you're already ahead of the game. You're already... Don't send swag, though. Like, don't send your own shit. Like, that's that's lame. Um, send something like... Uh, like, people have sent me, um, like, a big popcorn bouquet. They've sent me candy. They... Uh, you. In fact, you sent me a gift. You sent me that neon sign, which was amazing. Um, I've I've also had, like, chocolates. I've had... People have sent me like Omaha steaks before. Um, I think uh, my my favorite that I've and it's you you might think it's lame, but I think it's like amazing. Somebody sent me a Cutco knife. So <laughs> yeah, okay. a Cutco knife, one knife, and it came in a and you heard like people sell Cutco knives. It's like door to door kind of thing, uh-huh. but. We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You can get these done. It's a custom Cutco knife. And you talk to a Cutco rep and they can get this done. But cocoa knives are really nice. Like they're actually legit, really nice knives. Um, 
And so the knife that I got was a chef's knife, $120 knife, and he got it engraved. And it said, mm. for, the fa- for the Mosley family or something like that. And sent it to me in really nice packaging. And not that I need a knife, but like the fact that it was customized yeah, and sent in really nice packaging, like it was engraved and like, do you think I'm going to throw that away? Do you think anybody else has sent me a custom knife? Like, no. In fact, I, I don't even use that knife. That's how <laughs> nice I think that knife yeah. is. And yeah. so, it, it, like, it's very unexpected, surprise and delight, right? Yeah. So, like, these custom gifts, I, I think, are good. It's really easy to do this, I think. Like, you can do this one of two ways. One, choose something that um, that most people would use, like this Cutco knife, for example. Like, most people use knives um, in their household, right? Like, you can do something like that. Um, that's if you want to do something like just as a repetitive process, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but still it can be customized. Um, the If you want to go even better, you just go stalk them on social media and find out what they really love. Yeah. And what then, sports team they like. Yeah. What yeah. TV show they like. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I had a client of mine. Apparently, there was, I, I'm not into golf, um, but apparently there was a shortage of of like certain golf balls. At one point, like this was like a couple of years ago. Okay. And I found them. It wasn't, it was not easy to find, but I found some and I shipped a box of like a couple of boxes of the, this yeah, very specific that's golf That's a ball. big deal. That's and a huge deal. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't have known that unless I set, I saw on his Facebook, Hey, like he was just like, man, this really sucks. I can't find this specific golf ball. Yeah. And so I didn't engrave it or anything, but it was still personalized. Yeah. You know? I think I think some of my favorite gifts to give have been um have also been like things that I really like that I'm like you have to try this uh notebook or you have to try like you have to try this salsa or like just something like it's also personal if it's something you really like like if if you're like this cutco knife is literally the yep. best knife I've ever used and you send it to them and you tell them or or something that you would want for your business too like like the mm-hmm. sign thing I sent I sent you a sign I sent uh a couple other people assign, and that's like a cool thing that I would like in my office, right? It's yeah, it's not just like something you would use. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think um, I think gifting, if done right, is a is a great way to surprise and delight your clients. I would say, um, from a business point of view, like work in financially, work in some some margin for that, um, so that oh yeah. Know, you can. It's it's perfectly acceptable to to do that as you, it's basically a marketing budget or whatever, right? You just work yeah. it out of your marketing. Oh yeah, it's a marketing budget. Here's a here's a tip on gifting. Tip on gifting though, if your client has a gatekeeper, like they're already a client, so you don't have to worry about a gatekeeper, right? If they mm-hmm. have a receptionist or mm-hmm. or somebody like somebody who who is who acts as like a gatekeeper to people who solicit, um, send them the exact same gift. Two. Mm. In addition to the client, so it's not like you're trying to win over the gatekeeper again. But when there is a gatekeeper, it is super important to include them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that definitely happening. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we've we've talked a lot about gifting or cards yep. or like sending something. I'm trying to think what other ways you can surprise and delight your client along the way. We've talked about like 
under promise over deliver in terms of schedule. I I always love it too when um, a freelancer for me over delivers on the project itself. Like even if they don't, you know, get it to me ahead of schedule or whatever. When I open it up and it's like, oh, I I didn't even think about that, but we totally needed to add that. That was the perfect. Like when they've here's here's maybe a good way to put it. When they've made their own sort of autonomous decisions instead of bothering me with it, and it has turned yeah. out to be the right decision. Because what that says to me then is like, they're an asset now to my company. They're not just like a pixel pusher or they're not just, they can't just like write 500 words on a topic. They can actually deliver value above sort of just the commodity of a freelancer. Yeah, it's like free upgrades. That's the way I look yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, it is kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's That's like, yeah, doing that with your clients is, I think that, it's amazing. Like sometimes I, I, I do that. Um, you know, if, if uh, like if I if I did I did if I did a website for somebody, and then there's been a couple of questions, you know, around like Facebook ads or whatever. But I'm not doing Facebook ads for them. Um, I might send them like a a, a course on Facebook mm. ads and be yeah. like, hey, I usually charge for this, but you mentioned Facebook ads, so I'm just going to give it to you. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I love the free upgrades idea. Um and and like I think too for me the the surprise part comes when they know my business really well. It's like you said you were listening and so when they talked about Facebook ads that triggered something for you and and what it what you're doing is showing that you care. Right? That you care more you care about more than just getting paid at the end of this. Yeah. Like everyone gets it. It's a business transaction, right? They're hiring you. They're going to pay you at the end or they've paid you up front or whatever. So they get it. But but just because it's a business transaction doesn't mean you can't also care about them and their business on a more personal level. And so, yeah, even if it's like, like you said, the golf ball thing or or the Facebook ads thing, like it's just paying attention to what people need. Um, I I have loved it when I think I know what I'm talking about and then a freelancer comes back to me and says, I know you wanted it done this way, but I actually found it was faster and better to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I did it this way. I hope that's okay. It got an even better result. Like, like just understanding that your clients really just care about the results. And sometimes clients want to micromanage every piece of it. But if if you can confidently say, look, I got you better results, um, they're not going to argue with that. They're going to love that. Right. Yep. They are absolutely going to love it. It's, um, it, you know, it's, it's really just listening, you know? You yeah. can take this entire episode, by the way, and replace client with spouse or or partner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I got a, I got a couple other um, tips. Uh, well, maybe just one more. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's very important to like if you as a some people some people don't want to do this because they don't like to mix business with personal stuff, but I friend. And follow all of my clients on social media, mm. every single one of them. And to me, that's just another connection. Like you, you now have a bond. You and know, you like, on some you like level. comment on their stuff. Yes, and that that's yeah. my tip. Yeah, is to engage with their yeah with their posts. And so, if you do that, and it doesn't take that long, if you just do that, like a post, like a comment here and there. Yep. They're going to feel that much closer to you, and that bond between you and the client 
is going to be even stronger. And the fact that like they're they're not that, like they're just not going to leave you. In actually, my I actually love that. If I were if if someone came to me and said I only have like half an hour a day to do social media marketing, I would say like I would almost say like don't even bother having your own channels. Just yeah, connect with with people who you're doing business with or who you want to do business with. Yep. And engage with their stuff on an individual, personal basis. That's going to go so much further for your time than like publishing all these articles or posts or videos or reels or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if you have very, very limited time uh, and budget, particularly in social media, that is such mm-hmm. a great way to make a, a big impact. Yeah, a perfect example is uh, my wife and I bought uh, Volvo uh, mm. about a year ago, brand new from the dealership. We and I, we don't buy cars very often, you know. Just yep. you know, maybe every three years, right? Like just. And so when we bought this Volvo from our salesperson, that's a tra- that was a transactional thing at the time. Like I'm just like, uh, let's just get a car and do the paperwork and go, right? Um, our salesperson, she she <laughs> found me on Facebook and friended me. So I was like, okay, like I'll 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 accept it, you know, like you sold me the car. Now, a year later, I like she engages with my stuff. I don't know if she's doing this on purpose. Um if if she's doing it by accident, then like <laughs> that's amazing. Um <laughs> but uh but now a year later, I now know how many kids she has. One of them's in Thailand and they just had a baby and you know what I mean like it, it's like I uh, uh, I now know her on a personal. I feel like I know her on a personal level. In fact, I when I got my, I had to bring the Volvo in for service, and I just stayed there. And uh, the the waiting area, you know, like I needed to do a, a Zoom call because you know it, for while I was there, and I was like, shit, I don't want to be in the waiting area. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I asked one of the salespeople. I said, "Hey, is Linda? Is she here?" They're like, "They're like, oh no, she's she's off today." And I said, "Okay, well, I'm gonna just gonna go in her office and do my Zoom call in there." You know, like, <laughs> like I felt comfortable enough to do that because I'm Facebook yeah. friends with her. You know, what I mean? but like if I if she hadn't friended me, um, I I would not have done that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for and sure. So like, they, like there you go. Like that that's a really great example. And guess what? If we buy another Volvo, I'm not going to anybody else. I'm yeah. specifically going to go to her. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it, man. I I think um, I think surprising and delighting is like so often overlooked. You know, like it's just business is so transactional, and particularly, mm-hmm. I think this can maybe be even worsened by using freelance platforms, which I'm a big fan of. I I use them to hire freelancers. I have seen freelancers build their businesses on them. Like I, they get a sort of a bad rap sometimes, but they definitely can be helpful. But but they do make it even more transactional, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like I'm gonna click to buy this gig from you on Fiverr, and you're gonna do the thing, and we're not, and then we're not gonna talk after that. And it's just like it doesn't have to be so cold. I think mm-hmm. if I think if we took a lot of what we talked about today and and summed it up. You know, we could say you, you need to just like warm up your your client interactions. Like that alone would would make a huge impact on 
whether clients come back to you, whether they hire they hire you again, whether they send referrals your way. Like no one wants to send their colleagues or their fellow business owners or whatever to like a a cold transactional grumpy freelancer slash agency. Yeah, like people work with people they like and yep. respect and trust, and and it all starts with them liking you. And and if they don't like you, you can't move to those next level things that really will boost your business. Yeah, one of the things, and, and and I know we're wrapping it up, but one of the things I always tell like my my coaching clients is like, you have to know your numbers. Uh, I'm not talking about financials. I mean, like, yeah, you need to know your financials, but like, I'm talking about how many people are in your pipeline. So, like, how many people are clients specifically, and how many of those clients are raving fans? And so, the difference between clients. And raving fans is raving fans are the ones that are not only profitable, but they refer you a lot of business and they repeat buy from you. And that number is usually really small. And you know every single name on that particular list. Mm, yeah. And I've always told people, I'm like, if you can get 100 raving fans, you are set for life. Yeah. And, and, Every single week, I think this is a really good practice. Every single week, you need to remind yourself of how many of those, like what are your numbers in those two categories? How many clients do I have? How many raving fans do I have? And then you got to always think about how can I move more of those clients into the raving fan column? And in my opinion, it's everything that we've talked about in this episode. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a great way to sum this all up. Um this this is the kind of thing that like you know tactically you're not going to learn a ton about this you know in in business school or whatever but like these are the relationships and um and the personal stuff behind business is really what's going to make you stand out particularly if you're an early freelancer um you know obviously we we're we're talking to agency owners and agency builders too and even intermediate and advanced freelancers but like particularly if you're a beginner Mm-hmm. You've got to do this kind of stuff because you don't have the history, you don't have the expertise yet, you don't have the portfolio yet, and so you have to stand out in other ways. And if you can show up and be like just a fantastic communicator, and and you can surprise and delight and over deliver, do all the things we chatted about today, um, you're gonna stand out, and people are gonna come back, and you're gonna be able to build like Clay was saying, like that network of of people that trust you and like you and want to work with you and want to refer you. And and it's just going to all, it's all going to, you know, pay off in spades. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's hard is like this stuff is not trackable. You know, it's, it's very, very hard to track at least. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like you can, you can track how many views your uh, YouTube video gets, but it's very hard to track like, the goodwill you're generating by commenting on your client's family picture or something, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's hard to track, and so people tend to shy away from it. But let's remember that, like, people have been doing marketing and business development and stuff long before we could see every tiny little metric. Yeah, and so there's a lot you can do that you can't track. That's well worth the effort. It it's hard to track the ROI. You just yeah. have to accept the fact that it is going to bring in a positive ROI, and what yeah. you need to track is the activity. Yep. Or the time spent or anything like that, right? There are yep. things you can you can definitely track and measure. Mm-hmm. So. Well, good man, I appreciate your insight uh, on this subject. I know you're you're great at working 
with clients directly, surprising, delighting them, and um, having them stick with you for a long time. So I appreciate you bringing uh, all your all your insight to the episode. Yeah, super fun. I love the topic. All right. Well, as always, Clay from GetDripify.com, and I'm Preston from Milo.co, and we will chat with you guys next time. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit M-I-L-L-O to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.